So it's so according to the word of God, it is against the word of God to declare the word of God, the word of God. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to In the Beginning Podcast. My name is George Gray. I am your host. And in this uh, series of conversations, I am uh, sitting down with my friend Jose and we are talking about the authority of scripture. Now, if you haven't listened to part one, I recommend that you stop right now. Go ahead and go back and listen to part one and then come back and join us here for part two. Uh, we hope you enjoy this. Uh, the, set, the third and fourth parts are going to be coming uh, over the next couple of weeks and then the full version of the, this conversation will be uh, broadcast but it's about two and a half hours long so that's a so that's a long time so we're doing this in smaller bites i hope you enjoy this thanks for being here you know we're not going to remember everything that that's that scriptures i mean i've been studying the scriptures now for almost 30 years mm-hmm. there's plenty that i can't remember off the sure. top of my head now i i usually say it different i usually tell people that there's so much information up there that I have too many tabs open, so my my CPU runs a little slower. Uh, <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. So some people buy into it, other people not so much. Not so much because uh, they realize that there's nothing open up there. <laughs> it's just a it's just a hamster on a broken <laughs> wheel. <laughs> but there's but we have to we have to understand the reason why God writes this stuff down is so that it can be handed down from generation yes, to generation. Exactly. Um, and it can be handed down without adulteration. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the telephone game. You know, right. you, you give someone. Uh, by the time you get to the get to the end, it's it's not it's even not the same. It's not even remotely the same. Could you imagine the truth of character and nature oh of God? And that, you know, okay, Moses, tie a string to this rock, <laughs> and then hand the other side of the string <laughs> and a Aaron. rock to, to Aaron. <laughs> now, now tell him, commandment number one. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. What? Uh, it's yeah. It's just it's just silly. But we have this. Uh, uh, you know, we have this process that we go through, and then he then he finishes this thing up with a a common core tagline from Bethel that it's not Father, Son, and Holy Bible. Mm-hmm. Now, in a rudimentary technical oh, way, yeah. he would he would be right. Right. You yes. know, it's it's called the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But now the, the question is, where do we get that from? We get it from the Word of God. Uh, yeah, we, we read that <laughs> in the Bible. Yes. Um, so if uh, it's 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 very interesting, but when you when you approach things that way, so when he approaches the idea that they have devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and then saying that the apostles' teachings aren't clear, mm-hmm. but he's also referred to as an apostle, an apostle, yeah, and so he's couching this thing in a way where his teaching is on the level of scripture, mm-hmm. and so when you get to that place where he says um, it's not Father, Son, and Holy Bible. Um, now, if you followed that clip the rest of the way, he tries to backpedal a little bit, oh, uh, and he says, "You know, the word of God is the word of God, and you know and it's true and everything." But then he comes right back to that same thing where we have to trust the Spirit inside, and then Bethel has this other. He has this other tagline. It's it's uh, you have to be willing to go off the map. Oh boy! And so there's there's this idea mm-hmm. that there's there's like the Bible is like rudimentary Christianity. It's like the baseline. It's like mm-hmm. getting your foot in the door. But if you really want to experience the power and presence of God, you have to be willing to go past that, mm-hmm. to, to experience past the Word of God. And only the brave will go will go past that, oh, uh, yeah. past the warnings of Scripture mm-hmm. and into the truth of the power and presence of God. And even oh, the boy. very first time I heard that, I thought, <laughs> isn't that what got us into this problem to begin with? Wasn't right. that what the devil said to Eve? Eve? No, no, that's not what God is saying. <laughs> He's holding something back from you. He's... 
he wants you to dare to go past to because he knows you're going to be a god. That's a pretty close, and, good comparison. Uh, it's it's insane. Um, but when you when you when you think about that, it's not Father, Son, and Holy Bible. It's it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, if he's the spiritual head, then he gets to reshape some of those some of those ideas yep. and some of the stuff we're going to be looking at down the road what you're going to find is that they're bringing in pieces uh, and elements to the gospel that are not only not christian they're anti-christian, they're, anti-Christian. Mm-hmm. They're, they're 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 pagan there's a it's forms of witchcraft yep. um and now and I've, I've said that before on this podcast and people you know and i get you know wonderful nasty grams how dare you speak against someone as 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 wonderful as bill johnson um, you know, I had, had one person tell me that I was mischaracterizing one of his books and then they admitted they'd never read the book. I'm like, <laughs> how, do you, how do you even know? Yeah. You know, it's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's amazing. Thank you for your deep spiritual insight, uh, about a book you've never read. Never read. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but there are two other clips that I have of him here. Uh, that help us understand. So when people say, no, Bill Johnson is not devaluing the Word of God, yeah, actually he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's doing it in very subtle, very simple ways. Uh, so I want you to listen to how he begins this conversation. This, so this is the first of two clips. Um, and I'm going to spin this over here, and here you go. Today about truths, and they're superior truths. There are things that are absolutely true, but there are things that are more true. Should I should I do something easier this morning because it's morning? Are, are you guys engaging with me? Or <clears throat> maybe I should start with some stories. That might help us to... There are things that are true. But there are things that are more true. The judgment of God is true. The mercy of God is more true. Sin is a reality. His love covers the multitude of sins, so it's more true. Anything that you know about the nature of God that is not seen in the person of Jesus is an inferior truth. Okay, so let me, about truths and let me get to the second clip here, and then we'll uh, we'll spend a little time talking about these because these are subtle, folks. These are oh, subtle. Yeah. Uh, you got to kind of pay attention to the language. It's theologically immoral. To allow an Old Testament revelation of God's nature usurp and surpass the clear manifestation of the Father's nature is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Theologically immoral. Um, he's playing word games. Yes, he is. And he's in danger. Yeah. Dangerous word games. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, the first one. Things that are true, things that are more true. I don't know what that means. Yeah. So if if sin is true, but grace is also true, how is grace more true than sin? You know, and and the 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 last statement I think is is the is the the the, mm-hmm. the key that opens the door that um, that you you can't allow um, a a truth about God that you don't see in the life of Christ have equal value. Mm-hmm. Or when he says it's theologically immoral to have an Old Testament revelation of God usurp and surpass the clear ma- the clear manifestation of God uh, in the, the nature of God in the in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that sounds so good. Oh yeah, it sounds deep until you break it down. Right? 
how is it possible that a manifestation of the character and nature of God in his own word through the mm-hmm. Old Testament would be different from what we would see in the life of, of Christ? It doesn't make any sense it, to me. It couldn't be. <laughs> it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't happen. Unless you're trying to bring people to a place where they begin to devalue one yes. set of Scripture and oh increase the value of another mm-hmm. one. So this, these, these truths, like when he said, there were things that were always true, but there's things that God is emphasizing now that he wasn't emphasizing mm-hmm. then. No. No. God has always emphasized the same mm-hmm. thing from the beginning of time to uh-huh. now. There's nothing that has changed. Yeah. You know, his mind hasn't changed. His, his understanding hasn't changed. He hasn't had, uh, you know, a new thought. No. You know, gosh, you know what? I was listening to Bill and he said something. <laughs> And you know, I'd never seen it that way. <laughs> yeah. It was so amazing for me. I just, I, I, have, to cha- I have to change my mind. Yep. Yep. You know what? That's going to be my word now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Add in another book after Revelation. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It gets, it, it just, it really does get, get crazy. But you mm-hmm. begin to open people to the idea that your words are as valuable mm-hmm. as the words the on the word page. And I've said this a thousand times. There is nothing that will ever come out of the mouth of a preacher mm-hmm. that is more valuable than the word on the page. Yep. Nothing. Our, our role as ministers is not to try to create something new. Our, our job is to bring forth what has always been yes. true and then explain to people how to live it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the only job that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, to to go in another direction is to stand in the place of God and, yeah. and determine that our that our truths are now His truths, um, and that our our thoughts are you know our thoughts are His. Th- no, they're not. <laughs> not the case. He, he even says, "Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Mm-hmm. My ways are not your ways." Right. We're not we are not capable Mm-mm. of seeing things and thinking about things in, in in the way that God does. But these guys are trying to move Scripture in a direction where they allow. Uh, what they think is right and wrong mm-hmm. to exist. Right. It's like they've given it permission. Yeah. And it's know? really scary because, you know, you get, he probably thinks what he's saying is good. I'm sure. And he thinks yeah. what he's saying is, is best for his, his people, but he's compromising in such a way where <laughs> you kind of alluded to it. He thinks he's God by putting his words at the same level as the scripture. And that's a horrible, dangerous spot, yeah. place and, to be. And people would say that that you know, like that's not what he's saying. Um, but if you uh, so, like, if you're someone who likes to read ahead, read the books um, "Physics of Heaven" mm-hmm. and "When Heaven Invades Earth." Maybe you've already read them, but maybe you've not read them with a critical eye. Um, there are things that he when you're talking about it, trying to experience things about mm-hmm. God instead of actually relating to God as He is. Mm-hmm. Um, you begin to see just how corrupt this this actually is. Actually, you know what? Um, why don't you keep going on? I'm going to grab a book from here, and I'll, I'm going to read a section that uh, I didn't plan on today. <laughs> okay, spontaneous editing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, heaven invades earth. Yep. Yep. So when I tell people that Bill Johnson is not bringing the gospel of salvation. He's bringing a a gospel based in spiritual power and authority mm-hmm. that somehow he, he makes it he, he tries to make it uh, in a way where we are supposed to um, 
access some level of, of authority in mm-hmm. our lives because we're supposed to be we're supposed to be like Jesus. We're right. supposed to take up where Jesus left off. Like like that's even remotely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm um, now. It, so if you're looking at at the book, the uh, the the immense number of little things in here are all the little parts on it that I wanted to remember because they were crazy. <laughs> um, so there you go. I can't even imagine your copy of Physics of Heaven. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it, it really is ridiculous. So this is from um, uh, this is from when heaven invades earth, a practical guide to a life of miracles. That's right. Now I want you to think about this. So this is um, from page seventy, and I'm going to read it right out of the book. It says there is a difference. Now, now pay attention to the language. So there is a difference between immediate and ultimate goals. Success with an immediate goal makes it possible to reach an ultimate goal. But failure in the immediate prevents us from reaching our final goal. Now, think about that. Final goal. Mm -hmm. So he's delineating two things, that there is an ultimate goal of God, and then there's an intermediate goal of God that, like, here's, this is a benchmark, and you just, you've just got to hit this benchmark, you know? The baptism of the, oh, wait a minute, um, bowlers know this, so now we're into bowling. (laughs) So this, this is obviously going to be theologically really deep. Profound. This is, this is amazing stuff. It says, bowlers know this. Each lane is uh, not only has 10 pen, uh, pins at the far end, it also has markers in the lane itself. A good bowler knows how his or her ball rotates as it is released from the hand. Bowlers will aim at the markers in the lane as an initial target. Okay. Okay? So these are first steps. So the markers in the lane are like, that's how you know you're getting in the right direction. Um, yet, now, now listen to the language, yet they receive no points... For hitting it, talking about the marker in the lane, you get no points for hitting the marker in the lane. Points are only given when the ultimate target is hit, the pins at the end of the lane. This is where I, I just, this is like highlighted in pink and like circled and stuff. I, I think I wrote heresy over the top at one point. Um, actually, I did. It's right there. Um, he says this. Likewise. This is verbatim, folks. I'm on page 71. Um, just so you know, likewise, salvation was not the ultimate goal of Christ's coming. Oh, my goodness. Salvation was not the ultimate goal of Christ's coming. It was the immediate target, the marker in the lane. Now, remember, the marker in the lane is a no thing. Points. You don't get points no for that. points for salvation. That's right. You only okay. get points for the ultimate goal. Without accomplishing redemption, there was no hope, hope for the ultimate goal which was to fill each born-again person with the Holy Spirit. God's desire is for the believer to overflow with himself, that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. In quotes. The resulting fullness of the Spirit was different than anyone had ever before experienced. Oh my goodness. Okay, so when people say Bill Johnson is not changing... Uh, changing the gospel. He's not. He's not preaching. You know something. Something different. You want to. You want to bet? Completely rejected the, the gospel. Yeah. If the gospel is not geared specifically and solely to the salvation of mm-hmm. the individual, then the cross was what a marker in the lane. Right. So the death and resurrection of Jesus was just a marker in the lane, so that we could get a hold of the power, the supernatural power of God. Now, I've got to ask you a question. Does God need our help to infill us with the Holy Spirit? I don't think he does. I don't think he needs our help. Uh, because, you know, God was infilling people with the Holy Spirit before Christ mm-hmm. went to the cross. Right. 
all through the Old Testament, mm-hmm. you find people who were filled with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that Jesus' death on the cross was not, not you know, it hadn't happened yet. Right. But he's, but he's saying that salvation was not the ultimate goal of Christ's coming. Now, in that statement, what you see is the entire Old Testament is now just a long waste of time. Mm-hmm. Where this could have happened at any point in time doesn't make any difference. The ultimate goal is something different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, only people like him know what that is. So you, so you have to follow them. You see, that's the off-the-map part. Mm-hmm. So now you have this this truth that you have to dedicate yourself to, just like they dedicated themselves to the mm-hmm. other apostles' teachings. You have to dedicate yourself to that truth. That way you can get the thing that other people miss. See, there's people who just, they just get saved. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I'm so <laughs> glad you got got saved. You don't get any points for that. No points for you. You don't get saved. any points for okay. that. Okay. It's like you don't get any points for clocking in. You actually have to do your job, you know? Um, but if you follow them, now you actually will experience the, the fullness real of fullness of God. Okay, that makes me so angry. <laughs> How many Christians through the generations have not reached that potential? All the martyrs, uh-huh. all the Christians in the Chinese underground church right now will never experience their version of the fullness of God. That is, yep. you've marked it correctly, George. It's heresy. Yeah. When I was in Tanzania uh, in November, um, we spent two weeks with, a, with a, a pastor over there, and he runs one of the largest Christian groups in mm-hmm. Tanzania. Uh, I'm going to leave his name out because I don't want to mess with it. And uh, I was talking to him one day, and I said, what, what's one of the things that you, you know, that you, it's just always in the back of your mind. Uh, and he says, well, we are in a, we have freedom right now, mm-hmm. but we have a Muslim president who is constantly trying to, you know, make things harder for Christians. Mm-hmm. And he says, and we know that any day we could die. Because in the southern part, there were people burning churches and murdering Christians. Wow. And, uh, which was, you know, it's, it's, it made me feel really good about going, <laughs> you know, can't wait to get martyred. Uh, <laughs> Like whatever, you know, you just you just go. Uh, uh, well, we all die. I would like to die quietly in a bed yes, in the middle of the night. Exactly. That's just kind Thank of you. my personal experience, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> or preference. But uh, you know, but we we think about that in, in in terms of of stuff like this, like that section that I just read to you was the same section that I read to uh, to a group of ministers, and where all of them. Oh yeah, you mentioned that. Last yeah, time. all of them agreed mm-hmm. that is absolute abject heresy. Mm-hmm. Till they found out who it was, cool, it. and then everybody's tone changed. Mm. I'm mischaracterizing it. Something's got to be, and you know, maybe it's not as bad as you think. Uh, no, I read That's the, I read his other books. <laughs> it goes downhill from here. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. terrible. Yeah, you know, I mean, in Physics of Heaven, when they're talking about reclaiming lost power from pagan uh, practices, I don't have to make this stuff no. up. He's doing it for me, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it gets it gets insane, but in order to in order to have the following that they have, and they have a global oh, yes. following, Enormous. you have to lead people in a way where they get attracted to something other than uh, other than the truth. Mm-hmm. And yep. unfortunately, and we talked about this last uh, the la- last time we were together. Charismatics are drawn to the supernatural yes. like a blug like a bug to a black light. Mm-hmm. Like we are just, you know, we, we love it. Yeah, we we just love it. And it's it's almost like we lose the ability to, we lose the ability to have discernment. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we just go right along. We pay no attention to what's happening right in front of us. Um, and so <clears throat> we, uh, we, we fall apart when we start to examine what these people are teaching. Mm-hmm. The, the the passages, even the translation that they're using, mm-hmm. you know, as they as they walk through it, um, you know, at some point in time we will get into the passage translation and 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 the he- the heresy that it is, yep, um, and terrible. we'll and, and we'll begin to understand, and I'll help you understand why that 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 is the case, because mm-hmm. um, uh, not all Bibles are created equal. We'll just no, we'll sir. just leave it at that. <laughs> um, but we 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 just we just check our we check our discernment at the door, and we are so attracted to the supernatural, miracles, signs, and wonders. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Bill Johnson calls them mir- um, signs that make you wonder. Oh. <laughs> Clever. Yeah. You know, like, you know what? Kudos for the marketing. Right. You know? <laughs> Clever. But, uh, uh, but it's not, it's not truth. It's supposed to be something that brings people to salvation. Right. Um, not, not chasing some, some, some power within. Mm-hmm. As, as someone that was, used to be in witchcraft, that's what people in, in the pagan, uh, pagan world do. We chase power. Mm-hmm. We want our power. We want to become some sort of spiritual force so that, um, you know, so, so that when we're reborn in the spirit world, we have more power there and, mm-hmm. and so we can be reincarnated in a, in a right. bigger area. It's so ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, Talking about nuts. signs and wonders and chasing signs and wonders, the Bible says that signs and wonders follow the preaching of the gospel. So if they're not preaching a gospel, yeah. they're not getting... Godly signs and wonders. No, they're getting something other than godly signs and wonders. Yeah, without the gospel, you're disconnecting from the foundation. Yeah, and I've I've known people who have said, you know, well, we have known people who have gone to their church and they've actually experienced real healing. Hmm? And uh, I have to rem- I have to remind them, you know, don't um, don't discount the goodness of God because of the sinfulness of other people. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone goes to that church and has an honest uh, honest desire. To uh, uh, to seek God and God heals them, you know God can heal me at a Seven Eleven. I don't mm-hmm. even, I don't and does and I can be in a good church or a bad church. But the right. sovereignty of God is the sovereignty of God. Mm-hmm. But when they say things like "I have the power of God in me, therefore I'm a healer," mm-hmm. and then they declare you well and you're not, right? You know, um, uh, you think of uh, several people um, who uh, Nabel Karishi. Um, who died of died of stomach cancer? Oh yeah, uh, went to Bethel and there he's he his own testimonies. There were tons of people who declared him healed mm-hmm. and said he was going to live a long life and be you know a successful minister and mm-hmm. you know uh, he died. Mm-hmm. You know, um, people who uh, I'm, uh, Bill Johnson says that he he refuses to create a gospel that allows for sickness uh, while wearing glasses. Right. Um, and and unfortunately, his wife just passed away of cancer. Mm-hmm. So so what happened? Yeah. So 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 what happened? Mm-hmm. You know. Is God is uh, 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 who's sovereign, Bill mm-hmm. or God? Right. You know, because if it's Bill, then his wife should be alive. But if it's uh, if it's not the case, then you know you have you have other problems to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so it's it's got to be something different. It comes back to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, God doesn't have to uh, agree with us. Mm-hmm. We have to agree with Him. Yep. You know, we we follow His lead. So there's this this is just a long process. But this that last clip. What do you think about that last clip? It's theologically immoral. To to see something in the Old Testament that you think is just as value valuable mm-hmm. as what you see in the life of Christ in the New Testament. Again, that doesn't make any sense. They 
amen each other, the Old and New Testament. Legalist. It's not, <laughs> yeah, right. I know. How can it be immoral to agree with God? You're probably one of those every jot and tittle people. <laughs> I am a jot and tittle person. You know, you're just agreeing with Scripture and both an Old and New Testament. You, how can that be immoral? It's the Word of God. Yeah. For what He said is what's immoral. Yeah. You're just, you're, you're separating God. Mm-hmm. Who is a triune being, not separated? Oh my word! And where do we get our standards of, of what what is between what is moral and immoral? <laughs> the word of God. <laughs> so it's so according to the word of God, it is against the word of God to declare the word of God, the word of God. <laughs> it's just wrong. It's just wrong in every way. It's just nuts. That would be a great tweet. <laughs> Okay, that's not helping. Well, thanks everybody for joining us in part two in this conversation about the authority of Scripture. Parts three and four will be showing up next week. Uh, thank you for being here. We'll see you next week. Yeah.